Sonic Podcast. Beginning of season three. Here we go. Brother Jared Atkins. I'm Brother Tyler Bailey. So uh, we start tonight with another episode for season three. Yep, we have second episode. Second episode. Uh, brother, we just did an interview with Brother Jimmy Shaggy Hampton yep. talking about the CW Award Annual Cave Degree. Yep, I think it was third year they've done it so far, I think. Something like that, second, second or third, or third year. year. I'm definitely going to it. I uh, passed up the castle degree. I'll be going to a wet. I'll be in a wedding that weekend. I will not be going. Todd's gonna be the ambassador for the podcast there. Uh, I know uh, Greg Sidwell's interested in going from Illinois. Our buddy from the Oklahoma Green team. Who subbed the Oklahoma Green? Some team. of the at refreshment boys, the goats in well, the Sonic Pod. They're kicking the tires on this. Don't know if they're gonna pull the trigger. They're or not. trying to. Yeah, they're trying to get there. They don't know for sure. It's, it's a over an eight hour drive for them. So. Coming from Shy Town all the way down, that's <laughs> yeah. going to be a bit of a haul there. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a drive right there. So I don't know if they're going to make it or not. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. We'll tell them all about. It. We're done with it. Uh, but we've we've got some uh, more great content lined up tonight. Yep. And uh, before we start with our first guest of the evening, oh I got a little something I want to share, and um, uh, we got a few minutes before we bring our guest on board. So I wanted to I wanted to bring this to you, and I'll tell you more about this off air. Of course, when you guys are listening to this, when you guys hear this back, I want you to know this conversation that took place this morning actually took place uh, about two weeks ago. As you hear this back, uh, it took place today, uh, August sixth, on the morning day after my birthday. Thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes. Co-host, this would be where he prompts and says, happy birthday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Sorry, I'm texting our uh, next interviewer. Okay. Interview. But, uh, again, uh, I had a brother reach out to me. Uh, this has been a brother who is uh, he's fairly new in the fraternity. He's only been involved in the fraternity about a year or two. And uh, he's um, his life's hit rock bottom. And this has spoke to me because of the rock bottom that I've been through in the last three or four years. Uh, he is uh, he's now going through a divorce. She has left. He is not seeing his children right now. She is not. Uh, we ain't in it. You and I ain't in it. I don't know what you're talking about. Belfast. Well, I'll give you some more clues off. To, never, I'm not throwing a strike down the plate, just painting the corner with oh. my pitches, so okay. I don't want to give too much away. I'll tell you more about it off air. He knows uh, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm just saying this on air. Uh, this is a Southern Indiana brother, and uh, like I said, you guys listening to this, this is going to be two weeks after the fact when you guys hear this, but keep this brother in your prayers. I don't want to say that this guy is uh, – I don't want to say this brother is uh, on the verge of uh, going down the suicide road that I went a few years ago, but it's uh, it's pretty grim. It's pretty dark. It's pretty deep. He's uh, he's in his head really bad. Yeah, worst place to be. He was he was messaging me at six o'clock this morning when I woke up, oh, and wow. I mean that's which you know you can sit there and go, well, maybe he just woke up. No, this is the kind of conversation where you can tell this brother was up all night alone oh, wow. with nobody to reach out to. Uh, he uh, he hasn't been going to lodge lately. He's just been so trapped in himself. He doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to reach out to his own brothers of his lodge and uh, and deal with what he's got going on. And uh, him and her are going through a pretty bad way. It's uh, Splitsville. She's taking the kids, and uh, 
he doesn't know how he's going to continue on, how he's going to make it. And uh, he reached out to me because uh, as a follower of the show and being personal friends with Todd and I on Facebook now, he sees all our everyday life. He's uh, he's seen the stuff that I went through four years ago, and, and you know he he as he's put it, he's seen me. I don't know that I've rose back to the top of the mountain. I like to think every day I'm climbing back, but where he's setting at, it looks like I'm setting higher than what he is, and he's wanting to know how to get back there. He's not doing good. So for just everybody, keep this brother in your thoughts and prayers. I'm not. Yeah. You know, if, if if he wants his story put out there, he'll put it out or he'll tell us to put right. it out there. But right, right. we're not going to do that. Uh, any advice? Anything? If you ever feel I that just, way, I just, just reach out to somebody like Jared or somebody <laughs> gone through it. Or, hell, call me. I'll talk to you. For two, how's it going to happen? I said I was going to show you off air, and then I just handed you my phone anyway. Oh, yeah, well, so look, but now you know who we're talking about. I think so, yeah. Um, uh, and he's a, he's a huge supporter of the show. Yeah, don't. But stuff like stuff you can't let yourself get dug down these hole like this. If you start you start going down, you got to try to pull yourself up or have somebody help you pull yourself back up. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said, uh, I said my ex wife got proposed to over Fourth of July weekend. Oh yeah. I said my kids are you know they're gonna have a stepdad. And I said, you know what? I said I'm straight with it. That's part of life. It's part of life. I said it took a lot of give and take and a lot of a lot of nasty text messages and fighting over four years. But you know what? We're in a better place now. We're slowly starting to become friends again. I said it does get better. Oh yeah. I told him. I said if it's truly over with you and her, there's nothing you can do, brother. Nope. She's made her mind up. You ain't going to change it. And if you hound her and harass her, it's only going to make it worse. But for not being able to see his kids right now, again, we're we're not going to bash the woman. Me and you don't know the story. I didn't ask for further details. But whatever he's got going on, uh, keeping the kids from somebody, man, I I know what that's about. I had had a protective order against me for two months. I didn't see my kids. I couldn't even – I couldn't even go to my own house. I had to make payments. I had to make house payments on a house I wasn't even allowed to be in when it was solely my name on the loan. <laughs> I mean, explain that to me. The great state of Indiana, which yeah. is where he knows all about it. He's in the middle of it. Yeah, it's just how laws are sometimes. You know. But, uh, but you know, brother, I told you we'd give you a little shout out here. Just uh, keep your head up. And and for all the brothers, again, you're get hearing back, this. Get back and talk to your brothers at Lodge. Yeah, you're hearing this two weeks after this conversation took place, you know, because of release dates with the podcast and everything. But keep this brother in your thoughts. He's going to need some He's gonna need some brotherly love for a while. Oh, so, yeah. But uh, all right, are we? Uh, yeah, let's take a little pause. We're going we're to take a little pause for the calls here. Now and uh, he's got a call. And it'll be like we were never gone. That's right. All right, and we're back. And uh, I'm going to let Brother Todd uh, run point here for a minute, which I don't usually do, so proceed. All right. Well, our next guest is Brother Joshua Feliciano out of the uh, Prince Hall, most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge out of New York. He is a uh, he's a member of St. James Lodge number 114 and a fellow of the uh, Philaxius Society, a, 32, a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason, and a member of Long Island Consistory number 61, under the United Supreme Council, ancient and accepted Scottish rights of the Freemasons, the Freemasons of Prince Hall affiliation, Northern jurisdiction. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> Here we go. It's my job to interrupt on this show. And you're good at it. And I'm good at it. So before Brother Josh speaks and before you speak, the biggest city in the country, right. New York City, yeah. the most fascinating city in the country besides Los Angeles, I don't know about 
New York is. City. <laughs> you telling me that we have a Prince Hall Mason on the phone. Right. We have a New York City Mason on the phone. Yeah. And we have somebody that wrote the book on clandestine masonry. Yep. All in mm. one episode on the phone right now. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> we'll just sit here all night and roll tape the whole the whole night. I'm good. We're, we're, we're checking a lot of those boxes off. The That's right. right Josh, uh, we're glad to have you on here tonight, Josh. I met Josh off TikTok. Actually, he was in uh, one of Brother Fluffs and a couple other live streams a couple nights. And uh, it's kind of, we, you know, I think we exchanged a couple, you know, basically uh, we were trolling the trolls on the lives. I don't ever do any social media <laughs> besides Facebook and, and Twitter. And Todd's always like, we need a TikTok page. I'm like, nobody cares about TikTok. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, Once again, I was proved wrong. But I met him on there and then uh, I. Uh, Saw so he had a book out there, so I looked on Amazon. And the book looked fascinating. Everything, so I went ahead and bought it. And then I asked him to be on the podcast, and he agreed. And I'm like, this is going to be great. Prince Hall Mason, guy who wrote a book on clandestine masonry. And I wanted somebody from New York City. And that was on my for season three, too. Like, my God, we got it all right here. <laughs> all right, Josh. Um, Josh, one, one other thing. Uh, New York City is a, is a very big place. So, mm-hmm. what part of New York City? I guess what do they call them? They call them boroughs, don't they? What borough in New yeah. York City? So, I, I I reside in the Bronx, but I meet my lodge meets in Brooklyn. Oh, nice! Oh man! Yeah, so I, I travel. I travel about maybe thirty minutes well, to, for, for a lodge. Meet. That's about what I do for a lodge too. That's fascinating <laughs> to me. Mine's all country roads, though. <laughs> you know, a lot of us small town Southern Indiana boys, everybody's like, "Screw New York! I don't ever. I want to see New York." Hey, I, I've been through New York once. I want to see New York. I drove a semi through New York. I don't ever want to do that again. Well, Josh, uh, <laughs> the extremely fast pace over here. The, oh yes. The first thing that we 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 don't have a format on the show because yeah. Todd and I suck at our jobs. We're, we're just winging. I mean, this is season three, and we still suck at this. But we we start every episode with a guest with the same question every time. It's a two part question, and that is how. And why did you get involved in Freemasonry? So <clears throat> I've always known about Freemasonry since high school because there was a teacher that I had that was a Mason. Mm-hmm. He, during social studies class, mentioned that Washington was a, was a Mason and didn't know what it was. And then researched throughout time to time. You know how you get caught up sometimes in the whole Illuminati thing as a kid and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. The whole, yeah. Fascin- the whole fascination behind it. Realized that it wasn't that. Um Later on in life, I had met, um, uh, so, so I had a cousin who was like my brother. His brother through his father's side, um, he's a half-brother of his, not related to me, um, happened to be a Prince Hall Mason. Awesome. So I met him and learned more about it through him. Um, later on, what do you call it? I joined because I honestly wanted a lot more friends and, you know, I've always been a big proponent that you become what you surround yourself around, right? You become a product of your environment. Exactly. Right? And we, Absolutely. And we know, we know for a fact that Masons are just good men. Sure, we get our little bad seeds here and there from oh, time yeah. to time, yep. you know, but for the, majority of the, for the majority, we are good men. So I wanted to surround myself around that. So I wanted to do it for the fellowship. I wanted to do it for the brotherhood. And I, and I wanted to do it for, for to have something to do. You know, it was a point in my life where I didn't have anybody around me, and I got bored. So I said, "You know what? Let me just see what I can do with this." Nice. And it just turned into a, it turned into a passion. Good deal. You know what fascinates me, and and uh, 
I don't know how much you followed the show, but I've mentioned it in several episodes. What fascinates Mm -hmm. me about Prince Hall Masonry is whether it's degree work or just a monthly stated medium where you guys are paying bills, you guys are dressed to the nine, Mm -hmm. like some slick back, like it's just it's tuxedos and and suit and ties for to talk about, hey, we got to pay the gas bill this month or whether they're doing degree, like... Whereas us, like we're set, like some meetings, bib we see people come in and bib overalls or shorts and Crocs. Yeah. Like yeah. it's amazing <laughs> to me the just just the dress code here. It wasn't it wasn't always that way. Like I think you, if, if I'm correct, I want to say, um, see, I don't I don't remember exactly when, but it was like the nineteen maybe nineteen sixties. I want to say, oh, yeah. where every Prince Hall Grand Lodge, or I want to say Prince Hall affiliated Grand Lodge, um, was had voted that this is going to be our uniform and this is how we're going to dress. Oh, wow. And that's probably one of the only universal things that we have as a Prince Hall Mason is that we all dress with the black and white. And it's just, it's just something that, that's, that, that we do together. So it's always black and white. There's no like beige suits or, you know, uh, no, always not, black and white. Always black and white. That's okay. fascinating. Yep. See, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, I know. I know. Prince Hall's. You know, uh, the basic principles and everything are all the same. Prince Hall to regular white white stream maybe you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I know they're all the same, but I know you guys have a few. You know, like every state has a different ritual, different kind of. You know, mm-hmm. different tradition, different. You know, ritual a little bit here and there. I've been to Illinois, see ritual Missouri, and I've seen Oklahoma ritual. It's all a little bit different, but it's all the same story. Right. So, right. Right. All right. Josh, how many, uh, just off the top of your head, ballpark, how many Prince Hall Lodges do you think there is in the, not just in New York City, but in the state of New York? In the state of New York, Prince Hall Lodges? Yeah. Oh, man. We. You got to be the biggest one in the country, right? Got to be. You, no, between you and no, California. We're no, we're not. Because if you look at Texas, Texas is a big state. North Carolina is a big state. Yep. Um, we have. Not as many as you would think, to be completely honest. That's surprising. Yeah, not well, as many as you really, would think. Really, I think Indiana only has like thirty or forty. Oh, we have. I want to say about maybe fifty, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Not, I know Indiana. Yeah. There's I think only three or four in Indianapolis alone. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly how many lodges we have. I know that we we were we were influential in in the expansion of Prince Hall, which is why a lot of our numbers are not covered. So so far, we have from one. All the way to one twenty-seven. Okay. Right, but a lot of those numbers are 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 not active because they've formed other grand lodges in other jurisdictions. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I that. and All we've right. and we've never we've never renumbered. Okay, yeah. Same with Indiana. We're we're like we're at seven hundred and sixty as far as lodge numbers, mm-hmm. but we only have like four hundred lodges in the state. Mm-hmm. Around four hundred. Yeah, we're something. not. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not that big. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we, I think my grand lodge alone probably only has about maybe a little over three thousand members. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. that's surprising. Well, you, in New York City. Really. Well, you know what? I'm going to come right out and I'm going to throw a strike down the middle right off the bat. Like there ain't mm-hmm. there ain't, we just ain't gonna we ain't gonna mess around. The differences between Prince Hall lodges and regular Masonic lodges, like you would be the, you would be the guy to talk to about this since you're a Prince Hall mm-hmm. Mason, like. So uh, give us a little education on this, because I am generally very interested to hear this. Mm-hmm. So Prince Hall Lodges are regular lodges. Right. Right. The only difference is that because of the time period in which they were formed, 
we have a separate Grand Lodge that is regular. So what happened was, you know, we all know racism. We all know segregation. Oh, 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 yeah. That created, because of that, we have a separate Grand Lodge. And we named ourselves after uh, Prince Hall, which was the first uh, um, worshipful master of of the all-black um, African lodge, lodge that was right. African Lodge four five nine. Yeah, and he was made a mason in a, uh, a, a military regiment, wasn't he? A military lodge back so, during the revolution, I think. Right. So there are two narratives. There's the there's the accepted narrative, and then there's the narrative that that a lot of historians follow. Right. Right. Um, the 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 accepted narrative is that he was had a dispensation, him and 15 other brothers had a dispensation from Military Lodge 441 that was under the Grand Lodge of Ireland at the time. Okay. And then in 1784, they went and petitioned the Grand Lodge of England and received a a charter, a full charter from the Grand Lodge of England, which was then, the lodge was renumbered to African Lodge 459. Okay. It makes you wonder how hard it must have been for those guys to you know, meet, man, they're free, man, don't get me wrong, stuff like that, but just to be able to find a place to meet and stuff like that. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it mm-hmm. just, how hard it would have been for a man, you know, a, a African or, you know, colored man back in the day, whatever, whatever you want to call him. You got to choose the correct, yeah, it's 2023, you, you got to choose the correct term here. I, I don't get canceled here. <laughs> I saw you, I saw you <laughs> struggling for it there. African, American, black, whatever you want to call him, um, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. that race. A brother's brother, A man. brother's a brother to me, exactly. But I mean, how hard it would have been to actually, you know, and try to converse masonically with the mainstream masons back then. I mean, but here's here's the thing: there was we have record that there was some conversation going on, because remember, this is Boston. Yeah. This all happened in Boston. Boston was a hot melting pot for masonic activity. That's true. In Boston and New York at around that time, it was flourishing with with masonry. Yeah. So. We uh, we understand that there must have been some conversations going on because we have record of them finding out of royal art degrees being conferred. And mind you, they're only a part of the Grand Lodge of England, which didn't have royal art degrees during that time. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. That's true. That's American. Right? Yeah. So there was yeah. definitely some conversation going on somewhere. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your book. Yeah. Uh, uh, not. We just keep. You know, keep passing this over. We're sitting yeah. here with an accomplice, Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Ar- excuse me, author, not Arthur. Arthur. Who's Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, never. We can't say we've ever had that on the show before. No. We have an accomplished author but, on the uh, show shadows now. Shadows of light, illuminating the dark corners of bogus masonry. Hey, 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 let me see that book cover a minute. I want to tell her for uh, all of our listeners. You know, as we'll you're going to hear this back, you, we'll get a picture. Put we'll put a picture on our uh, Facebook our, page. All our pages. The uh, the cover of this book. Is neat. I like that it. is 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 super cool. That's that's some, yeah. So those that don't know, I am a graphic designer on the side. Ah, oh, so. there it is, right there. Yeah, wait, let's give him a little applause for that. That's, ah, wait, that's no, laughing. Wrong there we go. We got it. But I, I'll tell you what, I didn't get all the way through this book yet, Josh, because uh, I got two mm-hmm. little kids at home, and whenever they see me reading, they want me to read to them, and then they get, <laughs> they get then they get real bored of uh, reading you know books like adults read. And they want to read right. uh, you know, one of their books. But I will get all the way through it. So far, what I've read about it is... Uh, Todd, give everybody a little teaser. Read like the first couple sentences off the back cover there. Oh, okay. Give, give a little teaser for everybody listening. Okay. Shadows of light illuminating, illuminating the dark corners of bogus masonry goes into the complicated realm of bogus Masonic organization, tracing their roots, psychology, motivation, and tactics. The enlightening journey exposes the fraudulent groups as a 
perversion of the noble principles of legitimate Freemasonry. And honestly, I didn't know there was that much clandestine masonry out there because we don't, mm-hmm. don't worry, there, there is no clandestine masonry that we know of. I mean, I've never been contacted with clandestine. We did an episode about this. Uh, we did. Back we in talked the, about it. Yeah. Back at, towards the end of the spring, yeah. uh, available in our archives, wherever you get your that other Masonic podcast episodes from. We we did. We spent forty five minutes of an episode on clandestine masonry. Yeah, we just went through. The, wow. But we the didn't have really nothing to go and ex- explain. What and you we, guys we do, I remember we from. said we'd circle back to this eventually. Now we definitely can now circle back. Yeah, we got an expert. Yeah, so, expert. so what what made you want to write this book, uh, Josh? I mean, it's it's a fascinating book. But what made you want to put you know pen to paper or get out the old typewriter and the old typewriter and write all sure. this stuff down? So. A little bit about me. In 2015, I joined a bogus Masonic organization. Oh, okay. oh, I gotta, I gotta hear this. We're gonna cue his mic up a little <laughs> bit louder for this. So what happened was, I was there for about a year, and when I had got raised, um, they hazed me. Hazed me to a point where I was in the hospital for eight days. Oh my god! What? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happened was that situation had happened, and um, you know, I was still loyal to them because. Throughout that process, they have always sat there and said, everybody goes through this. We all go through this, right? Yeah, yeah. I and, I, and, and then so to me, it's like, well, if everybody went through it, I just got to man up and suck it up, right? Right. But what happened was I started talking to a lot of different people and started realizing that this is not really what happens in other Grand Lodges, right? The Prince Hall don't do this, and neither does the state Grand Lodges. So I started researching looked up the Phylax Society because they had a website, and I saw that my Grand Lodge at that time, their name was on that list. So I asked, started asking questions, and, you know, a lot of the questions weren't logically sound, in my opinion. So when I sat there and I said, well, you know, they're on this list. Why are they on this list? They said, oh, you know, that list is created by, by Prince Hall Masons, and, you know, they think they run the world. Like, you know, and it, it's like, okay, you're not really giving me an answer. Can I say jackass on our show? Sure. Well, he got <laughs> dealt with some real jackasses, oh, didn't yeah. he? Oh yeah. Okay. It, it, so, so I sat there and started, you know, going down that rabbit hole, and eventually I found out that you know the the the, the grand lodge that I was a part of was not regular. It was bogus in nature, and there's a reason why we use bogus. We use bogus versus clandestine because bogus is more straightforward and says what it is clandestine can be defined as defined many different ways depending on the jurisdiction right yeah and i actually and like and that, 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 that better that. i like that better I like bogus, bogus. Nice i you. like that better yeah right so when i started doing research i figured out what was this you know the prince hall think tank they had an episode on clandestine masonry and they they explained what it was and i sat there and i said oh snap that's not how we were formed so I started to inquire. I left that Grand Lodge first, right? Mm-hmm. And then spent about maybe six months researching. I found out that the Prince Hall Grand Lodge of New York has something called an occasional Grand Lodge for people who are on this side of the fence, right? Okay. On, on that side of the fence. And for those that don't know, an occasional Grand Lodge is a one-day conferral of all three degrees in its entirety. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we, do, so we, rather, we do something like that, too, but we just bring new members in that way. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's cool. So it's not a healing because a healing, all it is is a re-obligation and teaching you more of recognition. This is literally a full day of all three degrees back to back. Oh, wow. Right? You're receiving all three in one day. And, and it fit what my thing was because I knew about me. Sorry. Right. 
Right. You know, the only thing that was different was the modes of recognition, which I needed to learn. Right. Right. That was different. So, and, and the little things here and there were different. So I sat there and, and, began, and went through the occasional in 2017 and became a regular Mason. Joined St. James Live number 114, you know, later on, like maybe a month later. Okay. Because, because they give you 90 days to join a lodge and you get to research the lodge or whatever you want to do. Um, and so, you know, I became a Mason that way and I became regular that way. Oh, and so awesome. during, out, throughout my time in Prince Hall, I've had the privilege of having a lot of amazing teachers, right? And I'm talking about historians who have taught me everything that I know. And this is the reason why, if you look at the book, I never cited anything in the book because I kind of felt it was wrong to do so, being that this wasn't all my research. Right. There's a lot of this stuff is stuff that was taught to me. But I did reference here and there where my information was coming from so that people understood that this is coming from somewhere. Right. Right. If you look at the acknowledgments at the back of the book, I name almost all of, of, of the brothers that have taught me. Right. Because I didn't want to take credit for what they taught me. Right. And right. so what happened was I realized that a lot of this information was scattered. Right. You would have to literally research and research and research and go all over the place to find information like this. And a lot of this information is hard to actually get to. Oh, so what I what I did was I put all that information into one source to make it easier for people if they wanted to. This is the go to. And that was my purpose of writing the book is because I wanted there to be one book specifically catered just for this. Because I don't think there are many books written like this. No, not that I've ever seen. I mean, I'm kind of a. I go to a bookstore. I look for Masonic books. I go. I look on Amazon. Look for Masonic books. And you're mm -hmm. probably the first one I really ever noticed on Amazon or any bookstore uh -oh. to talk about clandestine bogus Freemasonry. A very controversial topic. Oh yeah, because you know, um, I'm sure you you know you're on TikTok as much as I am. Probably, well, probably about mm -hmm. a little bit more, but. You seen that John G. Jones guy from Johnny Joe's Grand Lodge get on there? And, oh, this is the guy you've talked about uh, he, multiple he's episodes, off isn't everything. it? Yeah, he's trying to tell everybody he knows everything about Freemasonry. Blah, is this blah. the guy you said was into it, like in a pissing contest with Brother Fluff one oh, night? Yeah. That guy, no, that's, yeah. that's a different guy. But, oh, okay. But this guy, he got into it with a Lyman Lux one night, and uh, that was a pretty good uh, live stream right there. I give that because mm -hmm. Lyman Lux pretty much lit him up, but. Uh, but yeah, but he was, yeah. you know, it, 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 the whole clandestine thing is so, clandestine bogus masonry is, is so foreign to me because I've never, I've never dealt with the, with the clandestine but you know what? bogus mason. This topic is fascinating mm -hmm. to me. It's fascinating to me, and Josh, maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree. It's fascinating to mm -hmm. me for one reason is that here you have all these people that are, that are pretending to be masons, and it's like, okay, if you want to be a mason so bad, just join the lodge. Just join the lodge. Now, of course, there'll be some circumstances where these people probably wouldn't be allowed to be in. Maybe they've right. got a background problem, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you're wanting to be a mason so bad, you're starting your own grand lodge type stuff, right. or you're, just go petition a lodge. Yeah, and like so, you know. Go, go ahead. Josh. So in, in 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 my book, I also go I also go into the psychology behind everything, and we have to also understand that a lot of people don't even know. Right. And by the time they find out, they've already been brainwashed into thinking something else. Right. You know, so it becomes very, very counterproductive because they're so caught up in what it is that they were originally taught 
that it doesn't make sense when they start be, being told what it really is. Right. To them, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. They can't separate the information in their head to come to terms with the fact that, well, I'm a part of a bogus Grand Lodge. Yeah. Right. And and and, I, and like I said, in, in the book, I go into the psychology behind it, and there's different you know things like confirmation bias and all this other stuff that. It plays a role in all this and why it is that they stay, why it is that they're a part of it. When you really look, there are only very few that really know that they're a part of it and just don't care. Yeah. You know, now, um, what's uh, I know that so, some of the Grand Lodges that get started, they get started by guys who are expelled from other Grand Lodges, mm-hmm. and they decide to start up their own Grand Lodge. This is the stupidest thing right. ever when they do that, I by mean, the way. It's like, just. Like, uh, that takes right. a, so, that takes some cojones to do something like that. I'm not gonna lie. Balls and brains, right. stupidity. Yeah. I mean, what something? Yeah. Right. So one of the most notorious, you know, guys that we, everybody who and who's anybody knows is John G. Jones. John right. G. Jones was a was a Prince Hall Mason. Right. Um, was expelled for creating Masons illegally, and then you know formed the Grand Lodge all throughout the United States. Yeah. Um. You know, he wasn't the only one. You have others like A.C. Scott. You have others like Dorsey Seville, um, Robert J. Fletcher. There's there's, there's quite a few, you know, even in UGLE. UGLE had one that was a second-degree Mason that literally got expelled for the same thing. He created a, a Grand Lodge over in England called the regular Grand Lodge of England. <laughs> and then he came to the what? United States. And then, I'm, I'm telling you, they came to the United States and started chartering all these Grand Lodges wow. and started calling them the regular Grand Lodge of New York, the regular Grand Lodge of Maryland, the regular Grand Lodge of Texas, and so on and so forth. I'm Which, sorry. I have, know, to, I have to do this. Just the yeah. fact that they're doing the right... I got to get it out of my system. Go ahead. <laughs> what, do you, what are we going to call ourselves? How about just the regular Grand Lodge? Yeah. You, you think about, though, if you have a guy who doesn't know anything about Freemasonry, and they've been around Masons. Well, they're not going to know And the you difference. tell them, well, we're the regular Grand Lodge. The other guys are claimed to ask Donner Bogus. They're we're not the going to know. They're not going to know. They won't know. They no. won't know. And that's, the biggest, and that's the biggest problem is the fact that we have to understand that a lot of these people who become Masons, they're well recommended they don't have a father grandfather and so on right. so forth a lot of them do a lot of them don't yeah so what ha- what tends to happen is those that don't just think that we are one giant fraternity right and that we all get along and we're all kumbaya and you know the whole nine yards that's not always that's, the case <laughs> no it's not no. you know and and i think what people need to understand is you know and i say this and i and i say this with, with all sincerity you know, we should we, we we shouldn't be educating those that are part of these organizations. We need to start focusing on educating the profane, right? Because they're the ones that are joining these organizations because they don't know, right? Yeah, and, and I think you know, because go ahead, there's sorry. such a bad there's such a bad stigma on 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 clandestine masonry that nobody wants to talk about it, right? You know, and that's the issue. Yeah, you know, we can't talk to them. They're clandestine. Well, maybe we could tell them that they're clandestine. Maybe they'll listen to us. Or, and a lot of times they won't. I mean, it's like arguing with anybody. They're just not going to see your your point of view on it. But, right. But I'm going to give you some stats. All right. I, would, stats. I love stats. Let's hear this. <laughs> so, I am the assistant. I'm uh, along with being with you know the 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 long list of stuff that you said that I'm a part of. Okay. I am the director for the Commission of Bogus Masonry over at the Palaxis site. Okay. okay. I am not representing them in any way when I'm on this call That's or fine. or my Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body, right? Right, yeah. But we're, just, we're the Masons talking. But just for everybody to understand, 
In the state of New York, we have over 150 bogus Grand Lodges. Good Lord. <laughs> okay? Across the country, we have over 700 of these organizations that exist. Yep. Over 700. That's <laughs> crazy. I can't believe that. I don't even know what to say to that. Did you see my jaw drop? Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, even. It, it's, but, you know, also, some of these lodges, are, they're extorting a lot of money from these new members also, from what I was reading in the book and uh, watching your podcast also and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. But these, some of these guys got to pay like up to a couple thousand dollars a year. And they, it just, like, they basically they're extorting money from these guys. A lot of these guys don't have that money, but they want to mm -hmm. be a part of it so bad. They, they, they find it or they sell something or do something, whatever. But I mean, mm -hmm. I mean I've never been asked from any lodge I've ever belonged to, and I've, I've uh, been a member of two lodges now, to ever pay more than just my dues. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of makes me sad in the way that somebody would try to make it in like a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme or. Mm -hmm. something like that it just it kind of breaks so, my heart in a way it's so so what we've been doing recently and we've gotten this from you know brothers in 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 in, in tiktok this has been a focus uh, you know when it comes to like webmaster and and brother fluff yep one of the biggest things they're now we're asking is do you know where your money is going right and nine times out of ten they'll sit there and say no we don't know where our money is going and I'll sit there and I say, well, according to regular Grand Lodges, you know, Prince Hall and, and, and State Grand Lodges, that information is transparent. Oh, yes, very much it's so. Given out, it, it, it's given out during lodge meetings. And it's not only given out during lodge meetings, it's also given out during session meetings. Yep. Right? And so if you don't know where your money is going, that's a very big problem. Yeah, that's a big red flag right there for me. Mm hmm and that's someone doesn't. So now, so now it becomes more personal when your money is being taken for granted, right? Because mm -hmm. now people, for some reason, you know, they they look at it as they're being robbed. Yeah, basically. That's, that's yeah. what it comes down to. I can't think of anything that would just. I know we keep a clean tongue. We don't really cuss on this podcast. Oh, here we go. Watch my. I I I just <laughs> I can't think of anything. Get the bleep button ready. Get the bleep button <laughs> ready. I, that is more. Shitty to do to somebody. He's supposed to be your brother. That that is supposed to be your brother. That says you're a mason. Hey, I'm a mason. You're a mason. Well, I'm illegally a mason, but I'm not going to tell you that. But hey, give me this money. That is like the most disrespectful, just downright dirty, shitty thing you can do to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. My show, your show, our show. We don't really cuss on the show, but so I'm not censoring that. this one out. I'm letting it in. That is like. That's God, that's disrespectful. Oh my man, God, that's dirty. Let me let me ask both of you a question. What's that? How would you feel if you were to find out your money is paying for somebody else's mortgage? I oh God! At all. I wouldn't be a mason anymore because I'd be in prison for killing the guy. <laughs> I mean, plain and guy, simple. Somebody mm. be, be getting expelled real quick. It'd be me or him. Now we do. We have, and, and, and we have a reality, relief fund. Now we help. We help out some of our members who, like, say, are short on cash and they had to pay this bill. But 99% of the time, they pay us all back. I mean, we've done that for mm -hmm. our lodge. Hey, can you guys loan me, a, you know, $200? Well, that's because to, it's charity. We're taught yes. that. And, you know. Right. This is stealing. But we don't we don't take, hey, this means you got to bring $1,000 or uh, you'll be suspended or something like that. No, you know, no. So so the way it works. So, no. The, so let me let me just clarify. It's not okay. really that's how it works. Okay. With a lot of these organizations, you just don't know what's happening. Oh, wow. Right? Dudes go up. You're you're asked to, for example, they have these 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 um, um, what do you call it? Uh, these these church sessions, right? Where they ask people to start donating money, and that money, half of it goes toward the church, and the other half goes towards their pocket. 
Oh wow. Right, a, a lot of a lot of this stuff is not known to these people right. because they just don't investigate, right? Wow. If you yeah. look at a at a at a at a at an organization like International, right? Yeah, International, what they do is they pay recruitment fees. <clears throat> they pay re- recruitment fees. Oh wow! Their their last CEO, and I, and I use that word on purpose. CEO. Their last CEO made eight million dollars at one year. Off of the organization, the wow. taxes the, the taxes were public. Wow, we say we don't have and a CEO. yet nobody's. <laughs> and it's crazy because when we show this documentation to show them that hey, listen, you're a part of something that's bogus. Here's the documentation to prove it. Right. They can't believe it. They think that the documentation is somehow fake. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't. It, I don't it, even know what to say. It really is. I mean, I've been like I say, I've never been around anything like that. I could imagine if my lodge, if I went to a Grand Lodge session, they said the Grand Master was making, you know, a million dollars a year. We paid the Grand Master a million dollars a year just to be Grand Master. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that'd be I'd I'd be up in arms on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know for a fact our Grand Master just gets a little stipend to help pay for travel, and that's all. But we that's get. what. But that's every Grand Lodge. Yeah. I mean, some states they give you a car. Some states they give you gas money. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But to make three million dollars a year in Freemasonry, you're not doing something right. I mean, either you're selling something or you're just not doing something right. And that's terrible. Right. Man, I, I'm like totally flustered right now. Like, I don't. I don't I'm even kind know of what to say. Upset, you know? <laughs> There's really not much you can really say because it's, it's literally like it's 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 amazing. That a lot of these people just don't understand that this is what's going on. Right. Now, I heard you talking in one of your podcasts. Basically, go ahead and talk about your podcast. What's the name of your podcast? Oh, yeah. Please promote. So, so I for a year, I had did a podcast called The Lost Ones Be Sonic Podcast where I posted all my stuff on YouTube, right? Right, right. And what I started off doing was taking experiences from other people and showcasing them. So I had a whole episode on, with three members that were part of, of International, three members that were part of, um, what do you call it, uh, Modern Free. Right. And then I also had you know a co-host and whatever and talked about stuff here and there. I got up to eight episodes, and then life hit, and I just stopped, right? Yeah, yeah. Not saying that I didn't want to continue, but, you know, it takes a lot of time. You know, this is right after the pandemic. Oh, yeah. You know, during the pandemic, you have all the time in the world. Yeah. You know, I started working three jobs, and, and things changed. So. Oh, yeah. I had to put a put that on the back burner. So what I started doing was creating a TikTok, where I a lot of the information that I talk about now I'm presenting it right. Right. So it's it's documentation, it's information, it's short videos here and there, and you know. So hopefully at some point I do want to get back to the podcast because there's a lot more that we can definitely talk about. Oh, yeah. But my last video literally was a lecture that I did for a lodge. In my jurisdiction. Yeah. And what it is is that I just put that up as my last video where it pretty much goes down every avenue you could think about when it comes to regular, clandestine, and irregular, right? I don't think and it's every that fact that you want to know. I'm trying it's, to it's find called, this podcast I, I, on Spotify. It's not on Spotify. No, no, it's oh, not on Spotify. It's, on, it's, oh, it's, it's on only YouTube. on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I was you, like, you have one, I think, on Todd was Google snickering podcast, because but. I was... I went to my phone. I pull up Spotify, and he knew exactly what I was doing. I was searching for it. I'm like, I don't see it. Tom. Uh, I think you have one on Google oh, yeah. Podcasts, but for the most part, all of them are on there. And I, I, I watched a good number of them and everything. And, uh, I know one of them you were talking about how uh, 
they someone asked how grain how grain lodges are found regular or irregular. Well, it depends on your lineage. Mm-hmm. Like right, where, that's the last one I did. Right. Lodge, where your grain lodge had its got its charter from? It got from England, Scotland, Ireland, stuff like that. Then right. you're regular, basically. Right. They all recognize right. each other. If you got it from Ghana or, you know, made Australia. It up, made it up out of the middle of nowhere, you're irregular and everything. I, I so, found that one pretty interesting. So one of the biggest things that I did, right, and, and this is crazy because everybody used to sit there and tell me, everybody used to sit there and tell me, right, um, that if you are regular, you have lineage to one of the three mother grand lodges, which is... The Grand Lodge of England, Scotland, and Ireland. Right. Right. And so I will be sat there and just asked why. Why those three Grand Lodges? Why just why not the Grand Orient of France? Why why those three? So right. I went down the rabbit hole and I found out why. Right? Yep. Well, so let's without hear it. going into without going into details, we all learned the importance of the of, of operative Freemasonry in the first degree. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people don't know is the Grand Lodge of England, the Grand Lodge of Scotland, and the Grand Lodge of Ireland are probably the o- are, are the only Grand Lodges formed with operative lodges. Right. Yeah. So our oh, lineage no, no, isn't just, just tied. <laughs> our lineage isn't isn't just tied to those three Grand Lodges. It's tied to operative Freemasonry. Yeah, that makes sense. To and me. that's. That's where the importance of why these three specific Grand Lodges are so important. Yeah, I think the Grand Lodge of Ireland or Scotland has a has a Lodge Zero because two lodges couldn't decide who was the oldest or something like right. that. Now, I'm pretty sure the Grand Lodge of Ireland, maybe Scotland, I ain't sure which one it is, they have an operative lodge where you have to be an operative mason to belong to that lodge. And that lodge goes back to like 1600 or something like that. I mean, it's one of the oldest lodges in the world. But it, but you have to be you have to be in the operative mason trade, and you can be like a drywaller, a plaster, or a mason to be to be a member of that lodge. It has to be your occupation, and that comes from the operative masons. So yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense that our lineage comes from actual operative mason lodges. Right. Holy crap! I see. I'm no scholar. I've been I've been masonry for over twenty over twenty years now, and I never took a deep dive into it till probably the last five six years. And I've been mm-hmm. learning all kinds of stuff about it because <laughs> I went yeah. I went through church and, I go, fast I, I, and everything. So I go into that in the book as well. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's totally fascinated me. There's <laughs> a whole rabbit hole. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, it's a, anything Freemasonry. You can you do a real deep dive on stuff like that. But um, shoot, uh, what kept you? I would ask this question too because a lot of guys join lodge and they never go back. What kept you going back to lodge every month or every every you know every meeting or something like that? Well, I mean, what what uh, what was so fascinating to you that you had to you had to keep going in all this? Um, me going back to lodge. Well, I mean, just um, getting active in it and staying active into it because some guys they join it. They get some guys just degree. want the title. That's what it yeah. is. They don't come back. So, they, no, they get their so, master's yeah, degree no, and with, never see them again. So with me, it was a whole different, like with me, I liked the fellowship that I had with my brothers. Right. So we, we, we have our meeting and then we eat dinner after. Oh, wow. And literally one of my pastors taught me, one of my past masters that taught me, 
the real meeting doesn't happen during the meeting. It happens after the meeting because that's when you really have a good time with your brothers. Yeah, I call it front porch and, basins for us. We're always out on the front porch talking for an hour or so after lodge. <laughs> right. So what kept me going back is the relationship I have with the brothers. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Josh, uh, living in, you know, and it, I'm just, I just can't wrap my head around this. Like New York city, it's the biggest city in the country. I, I love it. I want to see it sometime. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, Todd and I are small town, Southern Indiana rednecks. You know, a lot of people around here are like, I don't, I don't care to go New York. Out of hell with New York. Like I want to see New York. Like I, I want to see New York city. I would love to spend a week vacation in New York city. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. With that being the biggest city in the country and you having uh, Prince Hall Lodges and then, of course, you having – what would you even call them? What would you Re- call them? Regular. Regular. Lodges. Let's just call it White Lodges. Just, regular. You know, got to yeah. be careful what I say, but we'll call it White <laughs> no, Lodges. No, no, but, no, 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 no. State, State Grand Lodge. There oh, you go. State Grand Lodge. There okay. you go. Let's what, go that way. There's got to be a plethora. Like, you could literally probably go see degree work probably six nights a week if you wanted to. Could you not? I can – yeah, I can go all six days if I wanted to. Yep. That's crazy. Because we have we have we have mutual recognition with the with the state ground lodge yeah. as well. So if I can't find something within Prince Hall, I can definitely go over to the you know Grand Lodge in New York and 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 visit as well uh, right. over there as well. How many lodges? So, you said so. You said your lodge is in Brooklyn. Of course, you live in the Bronx. But mm-hmm. across these boroughs, how many lodges do you know of that are close by you? Let's just off the top of your head. How many lodges are nearby that you can think of? In the Bronx, we don't have. In the Bronx, we have one. Masonic Temple that belongs to the Grand Lodge of New York. That's probably like maybe ten minutes away from me. Oh wow! Um, other than that, we don't have any Prince Hall Grand, and we don't have any Prince Hall Lodges in the Bronx. No. The closest one would be probably fifteen minutes away in Manhattan. Okay. Which is at which is which is at the Grand East. Oh okay. So the Grand Lodge of New York is in Manhattan. Manhattan Law and Order SVU. Okay. I'm binging right, it right so, now. So, yeah, right. So <laughs> right. So so our Grand Lodge is in Harlem. Okay. Right. The Prince Hall Grand Lodge is in Harlem. And then we have one temple that belongs to the Grand Lodge of New York in co-ops. I mean, I'm sorry, in City Island, which is about 10 minutes away okay. from me. All right. So, Todd, could you imagine, like, I, I know I've joked about it on past episodes of us, but, you know, for us, the big city is Indianapolis. Yeah. That's three hours north of us. Yeah. You can see degree work five or six nights a week when you live within an hour of that Indianapolis area. Oh, easily. Yeah, very easily. But with New York... I mean, There's probably a lot of you could do, my God, man, can you and imagine the amount of Freemasonry you could take in six days a week in a city I'm like sure, New York? I'm sure that there's yeah. multiple lodges in these temples, too, probably. probably five, yeah, two or absolutely. three, five or six lodges meet in one temple. Oh, I bet so. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our Grand Lodge building, I think there's seven lodges meet in our Grand Lodge building. Not including the York Rite and the uh, command, all the York Rite and the commander and everything meets there. And that's something mm-hmm. else, too, and with... Josh being in New York, like, think about how many different chapters and valleys you've got of, of the York Rite and the Scottish Rite and the Shrine and the Grotto and all this stuff. Well, Grotto is – now, Josh, yeah, is there a Prince Hall-affiliated uh, shrine, or is the shrine just all one big shrine? So we have a Prince Hall shrine, yes. Okay. We now, do see, have I Hall never would have thought about so that. Yeah, I've, do, I've always thought there we was. Don't have, we don't have a Grotto, though. Okay, Grotto's always been open to all Master Masons. If, right. if the Grand Lodge, uh, I know I'm a past monarch. You're a my grotto gr- guy. You ought yeah. to know better than anybody. I'm a, I'm a past monarch of my grotto in Kokomo, Indiana. And uh, 
I've always and there wasn't a whole lot of black men around. I think there's one or two when I was going through front grand session till like I saw way one or two. Now there's a lot more because grottoes explode all over the country and everything. I believe the Grand Monarch's from New York now, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the ones and the one in New York we have we have a uh, Prince Paul Mason as a part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, and but uh, what I understood and I I, I I was too busy drinking back in really ask a lot of questions. True <laughs> <to be laughs> with you, but. Uh, uh, Prince Hall has always been welcome in the grotto for yeah. uh, at least the last 20 years I know of. I mean, right. I, I know that because they, 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 never, they never started a, a different grotto than like the Shrine did. But it's always yeah. been open to all Master Masons. It, as long as they're recognized by the State Grand Lodge, uh, Prince Hall is recognized by State Grand Lodge. You, you've been more than welcome to join the grotto in that state. Right. It's the same, it's the same situation with the AMD as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was wondering about that it's too. Fascinating. But I know. Uh, I've, I, like I say, I've I've known you know basically all the grand monarchs and everything, and all the big wigs in the grotto. But the grotto is kind of a small family too. I mean, if you go to one grand session, you know everybody by the second day you're there. Well, you know what you know what I always tell you: the grotto is the forgotten body. Oh, yeah. of Freemasonry. Well, that are tall cedars. So. <laughs> yeah, that are tall cedars. And I mean, I, I've always thought, okay, why you know why isn't there's more you know of our Prince Hall Masons in in the grotto? You know, it's they, it's all about I'm, having I'm, a good time. Honestly, I'm gonna, be honest. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they were aware of it. Yeah, probably. A lot, a lot. So a lot of the, you gotta understand. A lot of the houses that we have, we they just join those houses. They're not aware. They're not aware of some of them. From to my understanding, are not aware of what AMD is. They don't know what um, Rosicrucian is. They don't know what um, you know the Grotto is. They, they they're not aware of all these other side. You know, the appendant bodies basically, yeah. Appendant bodies, yeah. They they only know of what Prince Hall offers, right? Yeah, but they don't know about the you know the fun side of it, you know, because you know that's a, the shrine to grow. It's all about fun. That's all it is. Even A and B, it just the, the degrees that are kind of got lost out there mm-hmm. know, over the years, got put to the side or just not done anymore. But, uh, but yeah, I've always, I mean, I think if I remember right, the year I was monarch in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we had the grand session. And I think there's maybe been two Prince Hall Masons there. And we talking during to the wee hours in the morning. I can't remember what uh, word we talked about. <laughs> you know, you keep we keep talking to Josh and you keep you just keep saying the word Prince Hall and I get thinking about Grand Lodge and I get thinking about Founders Day and mm-hmm. I get thinking about the couple of Grand Lodges I attended years ago before I went to night shift and you didn't nobody right. seen me for eight years. But right. what I love about I don't know how it is. I don't know if it's the same way in all 50 states. I only know how it is here in the Hoosier state. But when we do Grand Lodge every year, when we do Founders Day, they make Mm -hmm. sure that Prince Hall gets recognized up there. Now, I'm sure people can say, well, they do that in all 50 states. And maybe they do. uh, Maybe they do. Let me me ask you, Judge. How many states are now recognizing Prince Hall? I know the majority of them are now. So there is only four states that do not recognize okay. Prince Hall. Okay, but the love that the, that they get from us here oh, in the yeah. Hoosier state, like every grandmaster makes sure, like, hey, you know, this fraternity is built on brotherly love and friendship and all that stuff, and 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 you know, we make sure to extend that across the lines to Prince Hall, yep. and they give mm-hmm. Prince Hall ample time at at, well, at these functions to come up and speak and, and introduce themselves, and mm-hmm. I always think that's fascinating because. I believe in my heart that there's probably like Josh. There's some states that are like, yeah, we need, we don't need to recognize Prince Hall. Don't know about yeah. no it. Cares. Goes back to the old Jim Crow days, stuff like that. Probably, I mean, yeah. It, it's just gonna take time. Is all it is for all of them recognized. 
I mean, you know, hopefully it, it does rectify itself within time and stuff like that. No, but I know in all fairness, it's not it's not always it's not always just the state grand lodge that no. that are against it. You also do have some principal masons that are against it as well. Well, and I've, and I've talked to some about that. I asked if they ever wanted to, if they ever you know, thought about merging grand lodges, just having one grand lodge of Indiana. And they, think, you know, it's funny. We like what we do. You do, you do, you. We like what we do. And I'm like, right. So that's fine. The biggest. So, so here's the thing. The issue. The issue with that. Not that it's not a good idea. It's just the issue with that is when we start talking about merging, one of the Grand Lodge's histories will get lost. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's just going to happen. If you look at Grand Lodges that have merged throughout the time, there's always one history that's more dominant than the other. True. And it's it's sad, but that's the reason why. It's probably one of the main reasons why the conversation of merging goes nowhere. You know, to, the, I can see that. to the outside context – this would sound wrong, but my opinion, I don't think there should be a merger because just what he just said, because each history is rich and vibrant on its own. Oh, yeah. Why well, throw one of those away? Like, I get what's going to happen. And to mm. somebody listening on the outside, they'd be like, well, that's, you know, he don't want unity. No, no you lose, you, you, you don't get the unit, you lose the. Ah, what am I trying? You lose your uh, identity. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. if you merge these, like sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a perfect example, right? Um, my grand lodge had a merger in 1877, right? Nobody talks about the second the, the other grand lodge. They always talk about the one that was established first. See what I mean? Like they there's always the one that was established first that keeps your history. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I never, I never really thought about that way, but yeah, I mean, but like that, I know I, I talked to a brother. Uh, it's been back like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, something like that. And I asked him about it. You know, would you? And he was a Grand Line officer. I forget what where he was in the Prince Hall line in Indiana. But I think, would you guys ever consider if it was ever brought up? Would would should there be a merger where we just merging together? And he goes, "Well, so that'd be great." But said, "We do what we do. We like it." You guys do it. You do. You like it. We don't see mm-hmm. any reason to stop doing what we're doing. I know that in my state, in my state, there was at one point a conversation. Yeah, but that conversation didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, brother well, Josh, I never brought up in lodge, but I have, I have a honest to goodness question for you. I'm, I'm genuinely interested here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got you talked about how you know a lot of Prince Hall guys. You know, you'll hey, you'll go sit in a regular state lodge mm-hmm. uh do you have a lot of brothers from regular state lodges attempting to come sit in on a a prince oh, yeah. hall meeting is does that does that happen often oh. oh yeah so here in the state of new york we have a very close relationship with the grand lodge of new york we have constant constant visitations between the two between the two grand lodges and literally i think every year they say either either the grandmaster or they send a, a representative to our grand session. We always, like it's it's literally um, always like I think what was it? One of my friends got initiated to another lodge, and literally there were masons from 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 the state grand lodge there, from the grand lodge of New York. And I'm telling you, like when I became a 32nd degree mason, they were members from the grand lodge of New York there, and literally it's 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 always constant visitation. Like, we have a very, very close relationship with the brothers from the Grand Lodge of New York. The reason I asked, and I was interested in that, is because uh, 
I was at Grand Lodge last year in 2022, and I went outside during one of the breaks to grab a smoke, and I heard a guy talking. Uh, it was a uh, he was a brother from uh, way up north. Uh, Todd, what's that? What's that place right up there? Uh, I always I always called it the. Uh, it's it's the rough part of Indiana. It's right up there by Chicago. Oh, the region. The uh, Gary. Yeah, Gary. Gary. That's what. Yeah, Gary, Indiana. The industrial region. There was a there was a colored guy I was talking to because that was when I went to Grand Lodge last year without you. Colored, really? No. Hey, <laughs> I say colored. The fifties. It don't matter. I say color. But uh, he was he was talking to a he was talking to a, a regular. Here, Todd, I'm gonna use another word. You like Caucasian? There we go. He was talking to a Caucasian guy. <laughs> And the Caucasian guy said that uh, he first petitioned or had thought about petitioning a Prince Hall Lodge. Mm-hmm. And the guy looked at him kind of funny, and he said, why? And the, uh, the white guy goes, why not? He goes, we're the same group, right? So mm-hmm. it just it's just why that's why I asked Josh about that. I'm like, do you ever see mixing? Like, you know, he talked about Prince Hall guys go sit in a state lodge, but do you have regular guys from a state lodge coming to sit in? Hey, I'm going to go to – they got a they had a degree work over at Prince Hall Lodge. I'm gonna go sit in and check that out. Yeah, I hear it's fascinating. All the time. degree work's pretty All fascinating. Yeah, I know All we have we have a, a Prince Hall Lodge meets in our Evansville Lodge down here in Southern Indiana. We're gonna go to that, by the way. Yeah, they're uh, something happened with their building a couple years ago, and uh, basically they just pay rent to use a lodge hall down there in the Evansville Temple. Which you know, if I ever found about degree work, I'm definitely gonna go down there because I think that'd be I want to see if anything's any different. Um, I'm sure there's a few, you know, maybe a couple different nuances, but it's got to be the yeah. same, pretty much same floor work, right, brother Josh? I mean, I would say, um, no, no, no. <laughs> That's so interesting. The, we have to understand it because we're talking to two separate jurisdictions. Right. There are some differences here and there. Okay. Well, Not entirely different. Uh, not entirely different, but there are some differences. Yes. Okay. I mean, they'll, they'll tell the same story, of course. I mean. I mean, yeah, that's the yeah the the, the story doesn't change. Right. It no just, matter where you go, the story doesn't change. There's a different way of getting there sometimes. I know Illinois right. does stuff a little bit different. Their floor work's different. Yeah. Uh, it's it, a, it, it can change from time to time. Right. Yeah. Every every like the way does. like the way the way we greet the grandmasters are completely different. Oh, really? Okay. This has been a fascinating oh, yeah, episode. I love this. We can we, probably have yeah. we could do someday. three episodes with this um, guy. One of the biggest things that Prince Hall does that I can say is across the board is we try to memorize the rituals so that way we're not using it during a meeting for oh, opening yeah. and closing. Yeah, we always, and for, we always and, 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 and for degree work. We yeah. try to memorize as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, all of ours are completely memorized. Some guys will have their book open, but they better not be reading out of it if I'm in there. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, I worked hard to memorize mine, and I mean, hours upon hours upon hours of learning and memorizing. And if I see anybody reading out a book, I just put a stop to it because, you know, if it's important to you, you're gonna rem- you're gonna remember it. The rumor mill, the rumor mill churns that our neighboring state, the wonderful Commonwealth of Kentucky. Down south? <laughs> the rumor mill churns that years ago they were looking to bump up their numbers for membership. So they're going to get rid of that? So uh, they were letting people become members and join the lodge 
Now, again, this is rumor mill churnings. That's not been confirmed, mm-hmm. or at oh, least I, I don't. But I know states if they that. couldn't read, it's okay. We'll, 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 we'll find a way to bypass that, which in now in layman's terms nowadays would be almost like a Bartimaeus-type thing in a way, almost. Yeah, almost. Well, but they're I, like, I don't well, Missouri. Or a mouth-to-ear situation. Right. right. I, I don't Missouri for a fact because uh, my uh, cousin in Missouri were real active in lodge at the time. Uh, their lodge brought in over 300-something members one year. And I'm like, dang, those guys, how do you get guys, all those guys memorize that? Because, oh, you don't have to memorize it anymore. You just got to know the grip word and the step. Okay, and I get what you're trying to do, but for but for yeah. three people like me, you and brother Josh that have pounded these ritual books to learn this, <laughs> that that sticks in my crawl just a little bit, irritated, just a little bit. It irritated me to no end. No, the guys are coming yeah. in, and they can get their degree tomorrow. And like, oh, that just drives yeah. me crazy. But also, yeah. in Indiana, we have one day class where you become a mason. You become a thirty second degree in Scottish right in a Shriner all in one day in Indiana. So hold on, just to put this out there. I I got all my Scottish right degrees in one day as well. See right. that you insulted well, the man. Way no, to go! No, I got mine in two days. I got mine. I got all of mine in one day. I did mine on Friday and Saturday. It was a long day. Oh yes, I did all my York right in one day. <laughs> uh, from a, I think I did my red house in one day. Yeah, my uh, my York right was from a chapter to commander all in one day, and I was an eight. Eight and a half hour day, and I was wore out. That's a long yeah. day. Yeah, that was a long day, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, but but as far as Blue Lodge goes, if you don't have a good foundation of what you're doing, I mean, you're never going to understand the Scottish right. You're never going to understand the York right. I mean, you get a, actually, I, be, I I prefer I prefer York right over Scottish right any day I, of the week. I do too. I do too. I, I just, enjoy I think, the Scottish I think it's right. Just, it's, it's more clo- it's more closely related to. So the first three degrees that yep. the Scottish Rite is. Yep. What, 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 what do I always say? What do I always say? Go ahead. What was taught to me? I, I say this every time I get a chance. <laughs> so I have been back active, Brother Josh. I, I was away for like eight years, and I've been at, back active. Uh, it would be two years in October I've been back active. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now in my life where I'm ready for something more, so I need an independent body to join. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was leaning towards the York and the Scottish, and I was trying to figure out which one to join. And I was, this was put to me so beautiful that I say this anytime I get a chance now, as Todd's rolling his eyes at me. I was told it's like going to college. The York Rite is where you go to get your history degree, the Scottish Mm -hmm. Rite's where you go to get your degree in philosophy. It's just a matter of what you want to major in. Yeah, yeah. That's a a good, that's a a good uh, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that. Yep. Yeah, I I enjoy just the uh, York right. I I found you know like I said the the ritual work, the floor work, and all the all the stuff in it. I I thought I loved it. But Scottish right was kind of neat too. You get some of those fun degrees in there, and you get the thing, learn about the second so, temple. It's it, both me, of them have their merit. But with me, the situation is like the Scottish right just has a lot of information. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's the, and if for some reason it's easier to digest the the, the York right than it is a Scottish right. Yeah, Scottish right is unless you want to unless you have the time to go down that rabbit hole. Yep. There is so much in the Scottish right to learn from. Yeah, and they don't come right out and kind of even any really give it to. You. They put out the the degree and everything. And you're watching mm-hmm. like what what is supposed to be teaching me? <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I won't lie. I mean, there's some degrees I got. It's like. Does this pertain to anything? <laughs> the mm-hmm. Scottish Rite's it, not going to allow me to join. 
Why not? Well, because our numbers on our podcast show are rivaling, if not doing better than what their podcast is doing. Just saying, not to toot our own horn, but toot, toot. Yeah, but the podcast is boring. Ours is fun. It's a comedy podcast. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That is funny. Yeah. But, yeah, I went through both of them, and uh, I never did join the Shrine or anything. It just wasn't in my uh, my money situation at the time to join the Shrine or anything. But the Grotto was cheap mm-hmm. and fun. I had a blast doing the grotto. You know what? Our numbers, speaking of our numbers, not to toot our own horn again, but toot toot. Our numbers are going to, our downloads are going to go up to 1,000 downloads a month now. You know why? Why? Because we got a New York City brother on the phone. (laughs) There we go. No, your numbers are going to go up just based on the topic alone. That's true. That is true. (laughs) That topic, I'm saying, it's, it's, it's. It's like the forbidden fruit. Nobody want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't see why either. We need to talk about it because it's it's a, it's an issue that we, we need to, you need to get fixed. I know that. Clean, the clean out time bogus mason. I already know what I'm going to title this episode. Four boxes checked. We've got a New York City mason. We've got a clandestine expert mason. We have a Prince Hall mason. Yeah. New York City mason. And? An accomplished Arthur. Author. I keep saying Arthur. I'm tongue-tied. His An author. Not, his name's Josh, not Arthur. But like... <laughs> I'm going to title this one Four Boxes Checked. There That's what I'm going to do. All right. Well, it's, been, it's been a great episode. So this has far. been fun. Uh, Brother Josh, if you don't mind me asking, we, mm-hmm. we've only begun to scratch the surface on talking oh, yeah. about both clandestine masonry, uh, bogus masonry. How about that? Let's yeah, say bogus. bogus. How about bogus masonry? But also, clandestine right. mean a lodge that does not recognize. I mean, they were once regular, but the, and, and, that, and that's and 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 that's why the word clandestine is so hard to use sometimes, right? Because you do have some jurisdictions that have it in their constitution that says it's a lodge that they don't recognize, right? And so it's a little hard to use that word when different jurisdictions define it different ways. Yeah, it's like um, what's the one of the one of the grand lodges in France? They start allowing uh, atheists to join. Yeah, the word different. Yeah, are the you, Grand Orient of France, yeah. Yeah, the, one of the Grand Orient, is it, is it called the Grand Orient of France? Yeah, the Grand, Orient, the Grand Orient of France was once a regular Grand Lodge. Right. And sometime in the 1700s, I believe, they removed the volume of sacred law from the altar, started allowing atheists, and now, I want to say in the, ni- in the late 1900s, started letting um, women become masons. Mm-hmm. Oh! Teacher, pick me, pick me, pick me. Yes, Jared, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Josh will get a kick out of this. So, what was I doing Friday night? Uh, you went to lodge meeting. I went to five meeting. minutes from my house. Right. But this was my birthday weekend. Right. And I had the kids. Right. And I couldn't find a babysitter. True. So, I didn't go to the meeting with you. Obviously. So, I was sitting here prepping for some season three material because we start rolling tape today. Right. And I started Googling all a bunch of stuff we could talk about and outlines looking. I found a bogus lodge thing. God, I wish I would have saved the picture and sent it to you. It was some it was some lodge based out on the West Coast. Now, when I say West Coast, I don't know exactly where. It was either from the top of Washington all the way down to the bottom of California. John Gene, that's what they're based on. But it was something. You know what the lodge number was? Ask me what the lodge number was. What was the lodge number? Three five seven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 a lot of these bogus lodges don't know why they use numbers and lodges. Yeah. So they number their lodges three five seven double o seven seven five three, like double o one. 
It's ridiculous the common numbers they come up with. Now, I worked with a guy. Uh, he, he actually, when I first started my job, Matt, now, he trained me on my first position. Oh, Bud. I can't remember Bud's last. Well, Bud Rossi is his name. Well, he joined uh, Freemasons while he was in the first Gulf War overseas. He was in the uh, – That been 1991-ish. Like Kuwait. I think he was in Kuwait. Well, he, he joined under a Prince Hall Lodge. What? Over there. Because a regular state lodge, they, they will no longer have uh, military lodges. Yeah, we have a lot of military yeah, lodges. Well, Prince Hall, they, yeah. they do a lot of military lodges overseas for when during the wartime, stuff like that. Cool. And yep. he, he told me, mm -hmm. he, said, he said, yeah, because I, he saw I was wearing a, 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 belt, a Masonic belt buckle. He goes, oh, you're Mason? I go, yes. He says, so am I. I go, really? He goes, what lodge? He says, some lodge. Uh, early, and I'm like, I have never heard of that lodge. Where's that? He goes, well, I joined when I was in the Army over in Kuwait. I go, really? I said, I didn't, I didn't think uh, lodges, I didn't think we did military lodges. He goes, well, Prince Hall did. I said, oh, you're mm. a Prince Hall Mason, and he's, you know, whiter than I am. But, <laughs> so white, he's pink. <laughs> he goes, yeah, we joined over there. And we, had, we had our own Scottish shrine and our own shrine, too, over there. And I'm like, well, holy crap. And he's, as far yep. as I know, he's still, not, he's still a dues-paying member somewhere. Um, he's, contrary, he, contrary to belief, we do have white Masons oh, in yes. Prince Hall. Oh, yes, yeah. We actually met one at Founders Day. Remember that? Dude we did. We did. A brother walked up to us and was introduced himself and everything. He belongs to a, a, a state, our state lodge now. But he said, yeah, I joined out in Kansas. And I said, I joined the Prince Hall Lodge. He's Kansas. a member of the Tall Cedars, too. Is he? I think so. I think he said, anyways, not anyways, to interrupt you. That's what I do. I interrupt yeah, on this he, show. He said he transferred <laughs> over from Prince Hall to our to our state grand lodge and everything. Mm -hmm. And he, I said, was it was it very hard? He goes, eh, it took about three or four months. But yeah, I said, we got it all done. But he said, yeah, he joined a Prince Hall. And I was like, why did you join Prince Hall? He said, that's the only one I knew about. I said, oh, so it wasn't regular Prince Hall? He goes, oh, yeah, it was regular Prince Hall. He said it wasn't, mm -hmm. one, it wasn't one of them fake ones, but I was like, okay. And we talked to him for probably five, ten minutes about it, and he walked on his merry way and never came back again. <laughs> so so here's where I'm at. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're going to have to start tie a bow on this yep. because we have <laughs> a couple more episodes we have to cut tonight. Yep. Right. I would like Brother Josh to be a return guest on this show at some point if he would want to. But, be, but, Let me know. But before we do that, and at the end of the episode, we're going to have him uh, run through his Masonic titles like we do. And we're going to give him a chance to promote his book. Oh, yeah. But before we do, we're going to ask him the question that we end every interview episode with. Yep, go ahead. So, Brother Josh, uh, mm -hmm. like I said, Todd and I suck at our job, but we generally <laughs> have some of the same questions that we hit in every episode. So the one that we generally end on is at the end of the day, Eventually, we're all going to lay down our working tools. It happens to every one of us. Nobody gets out alive. Nobody gets out alive. Mm -hmm. What do you want your legacy in this fraternity to be? When people think about you as a Freemason and think about your journey and what you've done in this fraternity, what do you hope their lasting impression is? What do you hope the legacy you've left behind was? Oh, man. Um, there's no wrong would, answer. Nope. There's no wrong answer. No, no, no. <laughs> so you would you would think that it would be like the king of of, of bogus Masonic education, right? <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe no, but I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I want to be known just as somebody who is a good brother, was a good brother, and helped his lodge get to wherever it is at that point that I passed. Because I do a lot of work, answer. I do a lot. I do a lot of work with my lodge, mm -hmm. 
And at the end of the day, I take a lot of pride in what I do with my lodge. And, um, you know, I, 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 if, if you knew the history of my lodge, you would understand why. Oh, yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, I want to be known as just a good brother who helped his lodge get to where it was. And that's it. That's awesome. Todd, you're going to have to tell Mama. We're going to have to leave the state of Indiana for a while. You go to New York? We're going to have to take about a two- or three-day vacation to New York. We're going to have to go sit in on, on uh, Josh's Lodge for a state of meeting. And they like to eat, and I'm a knife-and-fork mason. That's the, I am a very round boy. That's the only the reason I came back that, yeah. to Lodge was to eat. Yeah, you're the epitome of knife-and-fork And he mason. said, and Prince Hall Masons, <laughs> you know, at, at some, we only eat at degrees. You know, we don't eat at state of meetings. These boys here eat at, you know, okay. I'll teach. Yeah, now, brother Josh. What I'd like to do, um, I'm going to reach out to some of our other podcasting friends and mm-hmm. see if they, see if they want. We have uh, friends up in Chicago. They at Refreshment Boys. Uh, they have a podcast at Refreshment. The traveling up, up man in, in Ohio. The traveling and the traveling right, man right. in Ohio and everything. And we're going to see if we can't get you a a little more uh, advertised on this book and everything. That's Absolutely, one, that's one thing we love to do. We love help pe- helping people get the promote word out, promote get the. We helped out the Oklahoma degree team. Well, our brother uh, Greg said, "Well, uh, Illinois was promoting that he had over there last month." We helped month. out the Indiana Rainbow Girls, yep. Indiana chapters of DMLA. Yeah. We like, we yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, we like promoting. So I'm going to reach out to our friends in uh, in Chicago and our friends over in Ohio and try to see if they yeah. see if they want to talk to you because I think the book's fascinating. Listen, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. After you show them this episode. They're gonna they're gonna gonna have to agree, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll get we'll get your name out there and uh, uh, we'll talk to that refreshment and everything. Get and we'll start getting this word out because I think everyone should read this book. I think it's I'm gonna read it when book. you're done with it. Yeah, I mean I haven't got all the way through it because you know Dave and <laughs> Ava just mm-hmm. seem to always get in my way. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I yeah, try, I, I try to keep it as engaging as possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and everything in there just, you know, I'm like, holy crap, I never thought about that. And we ought to give him a pen out. just for sitting through an hour and a half with us on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> give him a chance to introduce himself yeah, and so run ahead and promote his book and everything. Go through your, uh, talk about your, tell what the book was, what it's all about, and uh, everything you do in Freemasonry. Go ahead, Josh. So I am Brother Josh Feliciano. I am a member of St. James Lodge number 114. Based out of the most worshipable Prince Hall Grand Lodge of the state of New York. I am also the assistant director for the Commission of Bogus Masonry for the Philaxis Society. I am a member of the Red House. I am a member of the Consistory. Um, I am now a first time published author uh, mm. that, where I wrote a book on clandestine bogus masonry. Yep. Uh, the name of the book is. Um, I just went blank. The name of the book is, is, is Shadows of Light, Illuminating the Dark Corners of Bogus Masonry. And is available at my website on jayaflickfrankeli.com. He's also an accomplished graphic designer. I'm telling y'all, Todd and I, uh, after this episode comes out, and this episode will, you guys, as you guys are hearing this, it'll be about two weeks after it's been recorded. But, uh, we're gonna post a picture. Of this, the, just the cover. Of this the book. Pretty the deep. cover's pretty badass. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, thank really, you, thank I really you. like it a lot. I think it's really cool. All right, well, brother thank Josh, you, thank, you. thank you so much for taking time out of a. I'm, it's New York City. It's a city that never sleeps. I imagine it's a busy Sunday up there. But <laughs> <It> needs a nap. <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of this show, and we are definitely gonna have you back for another episode because we've right. only scratched the surface on this bogus. 
masonry, and I, and I, and I want to talk more about Prince Hall too. So we will definitely have Absolutely. you back. Yep. Absolutely. I'd be glad to come I'll back. reach out to our friends and see if they want to interview you also. I think it's a, it'd be a great thing for everybody to read this book. And uh, Todd will let you know when the episode is out there in the internet world. So if you want to go check it out, you can check it out. And also check out his, uh, check him out on on, uh, on TikTok. It's a, the Lost Ones is your handle on there, correct? Correct. Yeah, Lost Ones. Lost Ones. Uh, or or Lost good, Ones MP. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of good content on there, and you know, like I say, I met him on TikTok. I saw it. I checked him out, and I thought this is this you like fascinating. I said we don't need a TikTok. That's dumb. Yep. I was wrong. <laughs> there you go. You also said a Masonic podcast was stupid. I too. said a Masonic podcast was stupid. <laughs> Nobody listened to Masonic podcasts, and yet we're one of the most downloaded Masonic podcasts in the nation right now. Which uh, awesome. Not to toot our own horn again, but toot toot. I mean, Indiana yep. don't get much to brag about, so we take it when we can. That's right. Yep. So, all right, brother Josh, we'll let you get back to your life, and uh, we'll see you down the road, brother. Thank you, brothers. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, right. No problem. Have a good all. night. Have a good night. Right. Bye-bye. Well, uh, that was uh, – That was awesome. I got to give you a fist bump. I We just checked four boxes. Well, actually – here, I'm going to get it right now that he's off phone. I didn't yeah. know an accomplished author – Yeah. Was going to be one of the boxes I needed checked, but well, we just we checked did. four boxes in one episode. Yeah, I mean, it, but it the that's guy, the title of this episode: it, it Four did, Boxes Checked. He did the guy I saw on on TikTok during the live. And I can't believe that I said we don't need a TikTok. That's so stupid. Now look what you did. Yeah, I mean, I get I talked to a lot of guys by our podcast podcast on there. Oh, Fluff said he would do it if he ever got time to do it, but oh well. Brother Fluff, you <laughs> eventually. Just we'll like Tyler Whitaker and John Bridegroom, eventually. Dave Hostler. Dave Hostler, you and I, Dr. Heather Calloway will be a part of this season. Yeah, we're going to get her sometime. Okay, so uh, we're going to take Let's a pause for the cause because I've got to pee, and uh, we're going to get ready for another one. A marathon recording session, Here season three in the works. Peace. Peace.